0: As five of these former kids come out of the basement and onto the internet to experience adventure, mystery, and obscure pop culture references, it's time for Roll for Combat!
1: Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat. I'm your host and GM, Steven Glicker, and in this week's show... The boys discuss whether or not they should open up the crate. They also explore the rest of the ship. And somebody learns their lesson about traps. So this is not only one of my favorite episodes, but this is actually one of my favorite sessions we ever had playing any role-playing game. And the reason is that you get to actually see the player's role-play, and they're really into it. They really discuss this issue with the crate in exquisite detail. And they really get into it. Which is really funny because all we're doing is discussing something that doesn't even exist. But they talk about it like it's a life and death situation. And it's really fun to listen to them really get into their characters. And this actually continues along with the rest of the episode. So for those of you who don't remember, last episode the boys found a 8 foot by 8 foot by 8 foot crate and they were told by their Yaxian contact to get this crate, and that's it. They weren't necessarily told to open it or to leave it closed, nor did they say what was in it, but it was obviously very nefarious, and the question is what to do with this gigantic crate, and we get right into that in the beginning of the episode. What I love about this is that it also reminds me of the episode The Crate from the movie Creepshow, in which there is a crate that's been sort of sitting around for over a hundred years, and no one knows what's in it. And if you watch the movie, you'll find out that it's pretty horrible, and it's atrocious what's actually in that crate. Fun fact, that movie, and specifically the crate, was filmed in my alma mater, Carnegie Mellon University, where both I and Jason McDonald went. In fact, that's where I met Jason. And it was filmed in a place called Margaret Morrison, which is one of the halls there, and I took a lot of classes there. And I used to walk through all the same halls that they filmed the movie. And in fact, where the crate is underneath this staircase, I used to go there all the time. And let me tell you, it's just as creepy as it looks in the movie. And I used to think about that crate sitting there all the time. It is sort of really, really scary. Anyhow, this is another episode, like last week, that was used using recovered audio. So it doesn't sound quite as good as the other episodes, but I'm very happy I was able to save it because the discussion between the players is really awesome, and I didn't want to lose that. So with that, let's get right into the show. The package is sealed, and there appears to be no manifest detailing its contents.
0: What are you going to do? It's sealed. Chris Beamer is playing the Lashunta operative, Hiroji. It is sealed.
2: Well, quality assurance tells us that we don't want to just haul back unknown things to our employers. Or an empty container. It you know? what we should yeah, we could is be open empty. Open it up, get inside of it, and decide for ourselves if it's something they're interested in.
0: Bob Marquis is playing the human envoy, Rusty Carter. It's the only... Responsible thing to do. Exactly. John Stats is playing the Vesk soldier, Mo Dupinski.
3: All right. Well, we'll have. I'm we,
0: not. We I'm not sure he, that's such a great idea. Yeah. Do we I recall mean, what he kinda, mentioned
3: about that? Did he say, "Don't open it"? I don't recall. Salvage Looking rights. At
2: any rate, um, where's our computer guy to to hack this?
3: I, I can hack things. I'm very good at all that stuff.
2: Uh, yeah, Tuttle. Tuttle? Work?
4: <laughs> I, I'm not sure we should do that. I'm, I'm thinking maybe we should just deliver the guy's package. I mean, he did hire... I mean, he hired us to bring it back. He didn't hire us to open it and start mucking around. Well,
0: Jason McDonald is playing the Yosoki mechanic, Tuttle Blacktail, and his drone, Cheddar.
2: He hired this... us to go and find what they were interested in. How do we know if we found it now? Unless we make sure,
5: this is an intel.
2: It's a mission. box
4: that says Eoxian assembly. If it's not, if what's inside it is not what he wanted, that's kind of his problem.
3: Wait, Especially as if li- it's
4: sealed. Yeah, I
3: mean, it, yeah. As a little refresher, what what is this Eoxian guy's... He was the which guy was he? Is he the Starfinder guy? He was no. the
4: arbitrator that's doing the mediation between hard scrabble and astral extractions. Right. He's managing the case, and he's hired us to investigate it, but then as a side mission, he wanted us to retrieve, presumably, this package. Unless there's more than one, but this is—it seems like it.
2: What I'm saying is the exact quest he gave to us was, go to the Akron, establish exactly what happened to it, what was the value of its cargo, and is the space rock really as mysterious as the media claims? So and establish the value of the cargo. Oh, also find a package. There it is.
3: Yeah, you're. you're right. we're talking about the other quest. Yep. I well, you that. know what? While we're here, I say we roll this onto our ship and deal with it later.
5: Well, there's going to be information in that that we're going to be making decisions on, I think.
3: Well, right. no, there's no information. This is something that's his, and he wants it, and he probably doesn't well, want it up. Well, it's time.
5: going to have intel, though, is what I'm saying, <laughs> you know. No.
2: Well, and we hope this is what he's asking for. We don't really know. There could be other packages on here we just haven't found yet.
4: But the flip side is, I mean, maybe he, you know, he maybe he rewards us with a more work or better, you know, if we don't mess with his package, whereas if we mess with his package, maybe he thinks we're a bunch of assholes and it doesn't. Thieves.
3: I agree. I, I All agree right. with you.
4: I mean, I
2: obviously that wasn't anything I was thinking of. I just don't think that way about people being corrupt or wrong. So uh, it never crossed my mind.
5: But if that's what you all think.
2: I
4: mean, the flip side is I do worry a little bit that he's, like, asking us to bring back space plague or something. Or like a bomb that blows up on our shuttle.
5: (laughs) The price of the the package has been set. He's not going to give us more or less if it's opened. I mean, if he's going to give us less or something that we don't want, we won't give him his package, and then he'll give us exactly what we want. You know,
4: because so I think it was like five hundred a piece for bringing back the package.
3: Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I'm kind of like my kind of feeling on it is It's not my business. It's really not. It's not on my business. I don't really. Mm. Yeah, you know, he wants it. He asked for it. He's willing to pay for it. Like, why? Why do we need to mess? I
4: with mean, this? he's a reputable, upstanding member of the community. I mean, if the Eoxian Assembly or whatever was in the nice part of town, I kind, I, I lean towards he's not. You know, if he, Even if he's being nefarious, it's the sort of nefarious we can probably, you know, not lose a lot of sleep over.
5: So, living no in a curiosity.
2: nice house <laughs> and asking you to get unnamed packages for them, you two would make great drug mules.
4: Yeah, <laughs> well, saying. that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I
3: have no problem with that. Very.
4: Well, as long as very... I get paid. Uh... My high school guidance counselor never told me I had a future as a drug mule. <laughs> yes.
3: <but> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. is there anything else in this room?
1: Um... Yeah, there actually are. There appears to be supplies here: food, water stores, replacement air filters, spare parts, and the like. But nothing of value. Uh,
2: um, anything useful or valuable,
3: right?
1: For some reason, I got Not healed really. up. You took a ten-minute rest. That's why you got healed up.
3: Okay, but well, I, took... I think we can debate this more later. Like, let's just bring this aboard our right. shuttle and, and we'll deal with it later.
2: And at the moment, okay, this is a little metagamey. The, the vote is two to two to break the quest, which means we don't have a quorum, which means we actually just, wait. Means we I'm sorry,
4: Cheddar breaks the tie. It's Cheddar breaks like, the tie, that's right.
3: Tie. Exactly. Well, the other thing is that only two people who have a chance of opening that the two people
4: who don't want to. In fairness, I I do see both sides of it. There is also the, A, did this in any way contribute to what happened to the people on the ship? Right. And B, you know, if it was completely above board, why is this guy making us smuggle it off while the ship's under quarantine as opposed to just waiting until the quarantine's lifted? So I, I do sort of see the other side of the argument, but I kind of lean towards... We sh- if we're gonna do the deal, we should just not much mess with the package and bring it to him. And if we aren't gonna do the deal, then maybe we open it and say we couldn't find it and get out of it entirely. But I mean,
3: but there is a camera that's watching us.
4: We do have a camera watching that's, us. So that's I don't
3: not
5: think his that's camera a... though. That's a different. That's a camera for the other quest.
4: Oh, that's right. No, but it's <laughs> the same guy. It's the same guy I doing both quests.
3: Same
5: quest giver each
3: time. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. I mean, really? it could be a clunker, as they say. You know, and then we open it up. Yeah, it was
4: that govalarsk like, or whatever, the the undead guy. He gave us yeah, both Yeah, govalarsk
2: right. It
3: could be a case of Saurian Brandy that's worth not much, but worth much to him.
2: Oh, and the package is his personal package, is what It
4: could, it, could be, it could be Fabka Jansen encased in amber. Will cool <laughs> that, Ooh, Im- cool that imprint on one way. of us? Well, yes, yeah, so I'm rolling out my TNG plot points now.
3: <laughs> Can we... Um... Can we move this? Is it on wheels, or is there like a dolly or something?
4: we can? Well, and how big is it in general?
3: Is it an envelope?
4: Or am looking at that crate in the it's middle. A, it
1: was... It's the crate in the middle. It's approximately 8 feet square. So it's about 8 feet by 8 feet by 8 feet. It's quite large. It looks like you will be able to jerry-rig something to move it out and get it onto your ship if you want. As I said, there's no manifest detailing its contents. It looks like it could be opened with engineering to hack it. Of course, you could always do the old-fashioned, just bash it to pieces if you wanted to. Or you could just bring it onto your ship and call it a day.
4: For the I'm moment, gonna... let's secure it, and we can we can table the conversation.
5: I'm going to listen to it to see if I hear anything. I'm gonna tap on the uh, the walls. Could be like prostitutes or something like that dying <laughs> from air and you Maybe guys
4: one okay. Yeah. No, so but it's guys, an undead prostitute. So yeah. Have any of you people watched season two of The Wire?
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh I'm gonna listen. Do I hear anything?
3: Perception. I did. Part
5: of it.
2: Hey, Ziggy was a trustworthy guy.
5: Okay, I am rolling perception.
1: You <laughs> rolled a six on perception you hear nothing
3: i'm gonna i'm gonna check i'll put the geiger counter over it just for shits and giggles see if there's any radiation that's a good idea
1: put the geiger counter over it and nothing happens okay good is there
5: any way to scan it like is there uh what if we get the power on this ship running and there's some way to like x-ray it or something
1: possible Mm, i mean you guys don't have anything on your Bodies that allow you to do scanning. There's definitely technological items that allow you to do this. Unfortunately, you're so low level that yeah. you really can't. <laughs> yeah. do
5: we're yeah. back, man. We're the. We're back, like man. we're like a Zoolander.
3: Oh, it's in the computer. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. That right. That well, let's good. let's bring it to. Let's have Cheddar bring it to
4: the ship.
1: Wow, are yeah, you better. so you're Go bossing back. around Cheddar now? Well, he can, he can boss around
5: Tuttle. Tuttle, take this to the, no. He can. Uh, I don't
4: think Cheddar is really that strong. Probably not. We'll put it on. he only got like really. a 14 strength or something, so he's not any stronger. Well,
5: than Mo's going to try to push it. How how heavy is it? It's no, no. He said we pretty. could jury rig something, so we yeah. We do it's it. pretty
1: Let's... heavy. It's going to take us some time. It's a cargo hold. There's got to be
5: like dollies and wheelie things yeah. and stuff like that. And truck. Definitely,
1: s- definitely. S-
5: space uh, tensors floating disc. Well, yeah, like
3: anti-gravity pods.
1: Sure. So oh. you decide to sort of jerry-rig something, and who is going to push it through the hallways? Uh,
5: I liked well, I'll, the Jeter I'll push it. I'll yeah, push there it we out. go.
2: Doesn't
5: the Vesk make... is also I sorry. mean, if there's wheels or something, I mean, I'm not going to do it while we're in combat or anything <laughs> unless I can... Actually, ooh, that'd be a good it. Battery ram, yes, crush them. Um, <laughs> well, we're also going to search this room too. I mean, we're not just going to wait. Look we at did this. already. We oh, did we already. already. Okay. Yeah, it was nothing good. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to push that. Let's let's push it to our whatcha right now.
1: Okay, you managed to spend Hit some the time. Campus. That's it. You managed to jerry rig something. Mo and Cheddar are pretty strong. Um, I guess Rusty supervises, being the envoy. And I, I would
2: love to help, but I'm feeling very sick at the moment.
1: Yeah,
2: to
3: nice. uh, the weather.
1: Yeah. The rat probably just sits on it and directs it, sort of like, that way, that way. And Hiroji uh, is just looking through all the crates, trying desperately to find something of value, anything, except I all have, he finds is bottles of water. C-
4: Cuttle is the guy when you're oh, moving a couch, couch, and he's the one who's, like, suggesting all the improbable angles. But you <laughs> yeah. need to lift it up over your head and while it sitting at a 35-degree yeah. angle.
1: <laughs> you managed to get it to the shuttle. Absolutely hippo. no problem. The hippo. It's no the shuttle. Hippo. That's, our, yeah, that's, our, that's our
3: ship. We need to that's, it. it
1: actually has a cargo hold, I believe, so you can you can get it in and secure it, and um, there you go.
3: So it is secure. These things before dropped those little nuggets, right? So we get all those, right?
1: The dog metal nuggets, those are actually in their cocoons. So the one where Rusty is currently standing in the right next to the airlock to the north, there are some nuggets over there of the Narqual, and uh, you can pick some of that up. And there's Incidentally, about, if I, I say,
4: ever if I ever start a band, I think Dog Metal Nuggets is on the short list.
1: For- <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> a Rusty. good name. Can
5: you grab the Dog Metal Nuggets? Nugget? Actually, that you'll have to fight McDonald's on the trademark for that, though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, you grab the Dog Metal Nuggets, and it's about one pounds, which you know is worth about five hundred credits. So you got you got a pound of Dog Metal Nuggets. Do we find any such ones? <laughs> the Szechuan sauce—that's no, somewhere in the cargo hold. You got look
4: Maybe that's what's in the Eoxian package. Maybe it's Sesh- maybe it's the McDonald's Szechuan sauce.
3: <sighs> it would be worth its weight in gold, to tell you. Um, okay. Other things. You said to the south was the airlock. You said that airlock was open or no?
1: No, the airlocks to the north and the south are closed. The only one that seemed to be open to space was the one that you came in,
3: which we can close, right?
1: You closed it already. Remember, you all squeezed in and you closed it. Originally, this was opened up to space. And this entire, it looks like, from what you can gather, all these doors are open. And this ship was open to space. So something bad happened here. And these doors were forced into the open position. So it's something bad's going on.
3: All right. Yeah. Um, um, I think I want to go. To, we should go to the south and get our other um, dog metal nuggets to the south because yeah, they're yeah. more picoons.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. We also need our doggy droppings. Our yeah. There may be more dog metal in there.
3: Exactly. Yeah, so I
2: had yes. to. I had to
5: say, Mo, follow me. Dog metal droppings. Um, I am carrying my light reaction cannon, just so you know. So I am uh, overburdened. Uh, I'll oh, drop it that- as soon as combat starts, though well. Okay. Or fire it. Well, Rusty
2: has I'll a lot of good
3: su- suggestions. I like that. I know. I like his he has some
1: big negatives when he, uh, if he's an overburden. Yeah,
2: it's like but a minus. there's yeah. something in front of them, right? That it, I'm just saying that the downsides aren't for me.
3: <laughs> well, yeah. So,
1: to the south, this appears to be a mirror image. You're starting to get a sense that this ship is a mirror image on the north and the south. So, sure enough, Another cargo hold, because this was a mining ship. Mm. So, and this large room contains, appears to be a small science lab, some compact mining equipment, and rock samples. There also appears to be a quite a bit of the dog metal nuggets on the floor. It's a science oh. lab. You can
5: just leave it. them up. Yeah. We're going to uh, check the room, sweep and clear, um, and make sure it's safe, and then get our doggy droppings.
1: Okie dokie. Um, you find more of the dog n- metal nuggets on the floor there appears to be quite a bit of them uh, you get about two bulk worth so that's about a thousand credits worth and give me some perception checks if you're gonna search the rest of the book. <coughs> Mo had that all ready to go wow. 20 Mo he sniffs out he's like. Uh, Hiroji, uh, Hiroji tries to. He's like, "Wait, I want to look too." He gets some twenty five, but Mo sniffs it out. Mo's like, "I smell, I smell a weapon." Oh. Sure enough, he finds a flame pistol lying on the floor of the cargo hold. Everything is a hunter weapon. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh
5: well, let's. I'll investigate this weapon. I should know all about it. What is it?
1: It's a flame pistol. It's a small arm that literally shoots a line of fire. It can shoot a line and and 20 feet, and anything in that line will get burned. It does 1d4 fire damage. If it crits, it puts you on fire. It's unwieldy, so you can only attack, you know, you can't do two attacks with it. And it seems to have, it uses petrol. It needs four units of petrol per shot. There's eight left. So this weapon has two shots left.
4: Uh, nice.
1: All right. Suspect it wasn't very useful to the last
5: owner. This is not a lucky weapon. Um, can yeah. any of you guys
1: yeah. use it? Oh, Knowing that the Akatas measure. are immune to fire, or nearly immune, this was probably discarded because it was not worth anything. But I think of Kurt Russell in the Thing. That's what
3: this is. But in a pistol form, yeah.
1: In a pistol form, that's correct. All of you can use small arms, so any yeah, of you can use us. for me. Uh, right, so. I
2: could use a second gun because somebody took my second.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, no argument here. You know the fun thing is it goes in a line, so you can hit friend and foe. Oh, that's great. That yeah, that's the perfect
3: thing I have of that
4: because yeah,
1: I'm no more likely perfect. to be up in the front. Yeah. That'll be perfect
5: for Rusty, because he'll be in the back. i will get the burn. Oh, but all. it's only
4: got a range yeah. of 20 feet. That that 20-foot oh, thing is, is the only range it Hiroji, has. Hiroji, so. do
3: you need that? Uh, I could use it. I mean...
4: Yeah, I mean, I like, honestly, that's I... not going
3: to be useful,
1: Rusty. To the... It's not even a range. It does a 20-foot line. So it's like it's not a gun. It's literally a flamethrower. It's a, it's a so flame you...
3: burst comes out. Yeah,
1: yeah, it comes right
4: out. I don't out. know. It's, I mean, it's...
3: I, 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 it's up to you. I mean, do, you, do either of you think you would use that much? Or?
4: I'm not especially um, excited by the idea because I kind of want to stay in the back. Well, could... though, okay, I'll say it. It might actually be kind of a cool weapon for chatter. Oh, that's true. Come on, oh, Cheddar with a flamethrower.
3: Right. All right, there we go. That's, that's, oh, that's the answer.
4: Yes. Oh yes, I okay. find a good amount of appeal to the idea of Cheddar with a flamethrower.
5: <laughs> Excellent. Uh, and Cheddar has. Can he hold
4: two guns? I'd have to. I'd have to. Sw- I'd, for, for the moment, I'd have to swap out his gun.
5: Yeah, yeah. I don't think we want to swap it quite yet. Maybe give it to Rusty for now. I think Cheddar has a good gun for right now.
4: Ah. Uh,
2: yeah, Rusty will. T- okay, well, Rusty will say yes. Great, hand it to me. Me,
5: the player, thinks Cheddar should have it. To be honest. Okay, but yeah, not against those things, though.
4: So. Well, yeah, not against the dogs. I mean, no, I was but, I was talking down the road, like for future missions. Yeah. After oh, we yeah, get yeah. off the ship, Cheddar with yeah. the flamethrower kind of has a lot of appeal.
5: Okay, so we've have we searched this room pretty much. But, All right. Uh, for the time being, I'm going to hold it.
1: Who's holding it after me. all
3: that? Me. Okay. You got hey, it. You how were... did that
5: happen? Just <laughs> give it to Rusty. You're not going to have it, Hiroji. <laughs>
3: yeah, Rusty's greedy.
5: Uh, he not hasn't had anything so yet. He hasn't taken anything yet. No, nothing.
2: I know, I I'm worried I've taken everything I, I,
3: I, yet. Hiroji, Hiroji is personally worried about him standing behind me like he does and firing that thing off. He's personally worried about that. Okay. Like, well... He's like, I'll, I, I, I think uh, Rusty, I, I, I think Cheddar can hold it, but if you don't want to give it to Cheddar right now, I'll hold on to it for now.
2: Well, I object to this. You know what? Um, I, I think I should get my. Why don't you pay up, settle up the thirty, and hand yeah, me. my gun you're back. you're making you're, you're making wrong sense.
5: enemies right now. The guy, you you're you're making enemies of your loan shark. That's kind of ah. not a good idea. <laughs> I'm very dangerous, though.
2: All right, actually, I don't care that much. Uh, go ahead and hold on to it. We're gonna figure out the loot later. I looked it up, and yeah. the ammo for this it doesn't really cost much more than for my own guns, so it can be refilled and used later.
3: Yeah, it's. I could. Pro- I can actually do more damage with it too. Probably with my uh, trick attack. Oh, yeah, maybe. Oh, all right. Well, not if it's if only if it's an operative weapon. Oh, that's well. Light any light weapon. Any any counts as a. It's a small it a arm, light right? weapon. Yeah, or so no, any small, small arm. Right? Work. Is, oh, okay. works with that.
5: Alright.
1: Okay, so yeah, you look around the rest of the cargo hold. Again, it's a large room. It has a small science lab, a mining equipment. It appears to be some rock samples and the narqual on the floor. And now this weapon. That's it. Everything else is, again, this room is definitely less crowded than the one to the north. So Rock samples. This this looks like the room where they actually do work. Does
5: any... are any of you guys geologists or something?
3: Yes. Yeah, you can probably use life science on that if you want. Hmm. I'll, I'll examine the rock samples because perhaps these came from the bigger rock. And perhaps it's just a rock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes the <laughs> rock is you roll, a rock. You, you roll a four. You're like, yes, these are rocks. <laughs> In fact, pet rocks. Ooh, Tuttle. Tuttle, Tuttle, Tuttle rolls a one. Tuttle, oh. like, This is
4: actually oh. rock candy. <laughs> Tuttle whiffing on the, on the science check. That's not good. Wow.
5: Uh, we good should app. take them anyway. I mean, are they small rock samples or big rock samples?
1: All over the place. I mean, this is going to weigh you down. I mean, you could throw them on the shuttle. Yeah, I think we, I think we should hippo. make
3: another like haul all like haul a couple rock samples back and the uh, dog. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what we back. we're sent here for. Leave the dog and I get on a shuttle also. Yeah. Too yeah.
5: So we do that. Yeah, so we take some rocks over there.
1: All right, you bring some rocks onto the hippo, and there you go.
3: And we, bring, and we leave our dog metal nuggets over there, too.
1: Okay. So Mo is actually a little bit further down the hall to the east. So you can see there appears to be narrow corridors to the north and the south. You can only see a little bit. And to the east, you can see what appears to be the front of the ship and the bridge.
5: Okay, guys, let's get in formation, get into character. I have my, uh, I have my rented gun in hand at the moment. All right.
1: What's the name of your uh, rental company, Rusty?
2: Oh, it's just Carter's uh, Creations
1: <laughs> LLC Corporation. CCC? CCC.
2: Yeah, well, for short,
1: For C three. Not,
2: not Gunfly. Oh, Gunfly is good. Well, let me think about this. Gun cheap guns are rust. Rusty's Ricochet. I sell you a rifle. You sell it back to me for half the cost.
5: (laughs) Sounds about right. All right, I'm going to move forward and look down the corridor
1: to the north. Okay. To the north, you see there appears to be... Oh! There appears to be a... To the northeast, down the corridor, the very narrow corridor, you can see what appears to be a galley, and to the northwest there appears to be two doors that are open all right so these...
2: two encounters in two doors
1: Got yeah it. i'm thinking these are just
5: going to be sleeping like crew nope, I'm the look
4: south direction. I'm well, look The big south. picture question is do we want to head for the bridge or do we want to clear everything? that's what
5: i'm thinking yeah. i'm thinking the bridge is the way to go um, you look to the clear south out everything behind us
2: is what i'm thinking
1: You see, again, there's two doors. There's actually three doors. One to the east that's open that appears to go into a hold of some sort. You're not exactly sure. There's another door open to the northwest. But strangely, the door to the southwest... Is closed. Ooh, a clue! I hear, I, I feel a clue
5: coming on. <laughs> um, oh, that's,
1: that's literally the only closed door you've ever seen yeah. in this ship so far, except for their locks. I,
5: I tell everybody that I feel a clue. What do you? Why don't think? we
4: sweep and clear the open a rooms clue. first, and then let's check out the closed door before we go to the bridge. I don't uh, want. To, I don't know that we want to leave anything behind us and get trapped. You know, possibly get trapped on the bridge with something between us and the exit.
3: Lead
5: yeah, I guess that's
4: a boring way to do
5: it. Okay. Yeah, you're right. All right. Uh, here we go.
4: So you're going north. And I'm gonna
5: <laughs> listen. Actually, no. There's no reason to listen.
4: The it's moment nice. I'm gonna park Cheddar at the opposite corridor and just kind of have him do sentry duty. Oh, that's yeah. good. That's a good idea. Yeah, actually. Yeah,
5: okay, so I'm going to keep going. Yeah. What do I see?
1: Okay, you pop in there. You pop to the north, and to the east of the north corridor, you see what appears to be a galley. It is a kitchen area. And to the west, the two open doors lead directly into crew quarters. These seem to have beds and simple two simple bunk beds, pair of lockers, sink, and some maybe possessions. They appear to be all identical, and they seem to be able to hold four people per room because there's two bunk beds per room, and there's two rooms, so uh, enough to hold eight people without hot bunking.
5: Um, I tell everybody, okay, it looks pretty clear uh, for this room. Um, I'm going to also go to the other room and check it out, which, which was
4: the other room. Up, up.
1: Oh, yeah. The other. Yeah. They're both I, exactly the same. Okay. Yeah. You can okay. see these, these crew quarters, other than the slight variation of the layout, they are identical in terms of equipment.
5: Okay. So I'm going to do a, uh, search. I say, okay, guys, let's, let's ser- search this place. You know, yeah, that's what we're, that's what we're doing. We're not searching for monsters. We're searching for loot. Of course.
1: Well, we're searching for information. So again, you look through the crew quarters. There's beds, there's the lockers, there's a the sink. When you go through everything, they appear to be fairly ransacked. It looks like something or someone was through here already and anything of value appears to be gone.
3: Wow. That's unfortunate. Can I try again?
1: Sure. Well, let's just take 20. Yeah, I mean, you basically start tearing the place apart and pulling off all the linens and the beds and going through the locker, and you're like, there's nothing. I mean, there's some clothes and other personal items, but otherwise, anything that's in here appears to be completely worthless. All right, how about in the kitchen? Same thing.
2: Yeah, I've been looking in there, but I only got a 15.
1: Okay, the kitchen is where shared meals were create, uh, prepared. There's some rations in here. Astronaut ice cream. Yeah, astronaut, exactly. You got astronaut ice Dang. cream. There's nothing of value in the sense that you probably can eat, and there's probably there's more than enough food to survive on, but otherwise, there's nothing of value.
5: Looks like we're going south unless someone has an objection.
3: Uh, nope. Sounds good. Rusty, yep. do you want to All take point it. on this one?
5: Rusty's our sickly child.
3: <laughs> oh,
2: um, I was a little sick in one of the rooms. Just close the door.
5: I'm just going to peek into the, uh, this, this door next to me, next to Mo. I'm going to go there. He's going to tiptoe. I'm going to stealth, too. How about that? Oh, I'm going to stealth, too. Oh, Hello. I like the the image of a of vesk stealthing. It's like Godzilla on tiptoes. It's
4: better than does Godzilla. it make the little like Warner Brothers cartoon noise? <laughs> <way. laughs> yeah, exactly.
5: like the high keys on a piano.
4: <laughs>
5: exactly.
0: Yeah.
5: So
1: you stealth. You you're nice and quiet. You peek in to you're in the south corridor. There's the north west door. And what do you know? It's another crew quarters that looks identical to the top three you just saw.
3: Ooh, I bet the other one's captain's quarters.
1: The quarters, the door that's open to the southeast, you look in there, that appears to... Actually, sorry, I made a mistake. That room is also closed. I am wrong. Oh, there's two doors that are closed. Yes, I made a mistake.
5: Do you want to open that one? Well, you don't want to check the crew quarter first? All right, I'll, I'll go in the crew quarter. All right, I'll check out. You're usually the worst person to do it, though. Let me do yeah. that.
2: Well, your perception is not...
5: My tail's going to be bumping up against everything as I'm spinning around, searching, making a mess of the place.
1: Roji once again gets a 19. He starts tearing the place apart, looking for anything. It's just like the other rooms. Anything of value has been looted. It looks like this place has already been gone through. And the two doors to the south are closed.
5: Okay, guys, get ready. I'm going to open this door. All
3: right, will almost stand there. Door
1: to the
5: east.
3: Don't worry, east. I'm hiding back yeah. here right behind you.
5: In fact, I'm going to even put my laser uh, rifle down, and I'm going to get my light reaction cannon, and I'm going to uh, open up the door with that ready. So, oh, wait a minute. These doors are powered so they might not move. So let's see if it even opens.
1: Now the door doesn't seem to open. It can be manually open if you wish. It's not too difficult. You can just sort of put your arms in and just push it open.
4: Okay, yeah, I'll do that. Keep in mind if there's like a survivor or something in there, they might have like forced the doors to stay closed. They might have disabled it or something.
1: So is that what you do, Mo?
4: Yeah, uh, we'll have to take that
5: risk. Or should I say okay. the survivor will have to take that All risk? Right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, we should have a, another flight suit or something like that. We can put on somebody if they are alive.
2: So we can, what, so we can fly them around? No, no, <laughs> no,
5: so they can breathe, so we don't kill them opening up a door. Oh, you think he's sealed oh, off in yeah. a room that has air? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Interesting. Well,
5: but I can't imagine it would be airtight, though.
1: All right. Do you want the good news or do you want the bad news?
5: I want the bad news.
1: Okay. Yeah. Let's go with bad uh, news. Bad news is well. There's
4: really no good news.
1: So the <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the oh only news gosh. is
4: <laughs> here's the eight dogs. There's never any good news. And here's the other eight dogs that we were missing.
1: As soon as you open up the door, you hear a laser shot. And a laser is shot right at Mr. Mo, right in his face. Heavy cover. Oh I roll a twenty, which means it crits you. Oh my god. What the fuck? Yeah. And it does. Well, oh, this might kill you. Oh my god. It does 66 plus 2 damage, so that does 27 points of damage to Holy you.
3: shit. Moe! Wow. Oh, no.
1: Mo is not dead, but he's pretty darn close. Yeah. Wow. What the hell was that? Okay, now what do you want to do? Now
2: well, we use... What happened? What
5: happened? What shot at me? Do you
1: do a perception? Um. Well... Drop prone.
5: Yeah, I'm just moving. I'm moving yeah, away. Yeah, withdraw. withdrawing.
3: this is uh, okay. some kind of trap, maybe.
1: Okay, well, yeah. So basically, you forced open the door. As soon as you forced open the door, a laser shot you right in the face, critted you, and did 27 points of damage. I,
5: yeah, I know that much. So it's it's Hirogi. Hirogi's running yeah. the show. Yeah. I mean, unless I have time to actually apply a healing serum to me. Sure, we're not in rounds. Oh, anything. okay. So, in, in that case, case, to totally do a take, serum, I think we should take. Uh, that might be a robot in there. I want to take I was ten say, I minutes. I think we
4: scanned the ship before we came aboard and didn't see any life signs. Now there may also be things that can hide life signs, but
1: well, a robot has no life signs, right? Or Did we do that? Robots do not. Androids do, but robots do not.
5: I mean, that's a pretty shitty scanner. It missed all those dogs. Mm, that's true. I don't remember doing that scan. (laughs) Did we do that scan, Rowan?
4: Yeah, because I I remember asking Steve if I could take 20 on a scan if we're not in combat. But I do remember doing a scan.
1: It was inconclusive for the life science because of the shielding. Yeah, just because of the way it's set up. Also, these, quote, dogs might not be... I mean, you actually know this because you did so well in your life science... These are creatures from the void. Oh, so so they're odd. They're They're odd, yeah. Exactly. Crazy water bearing creatures. creatures, Half alive, half. They're aberrations from the void of space. So these things are bizarre.
3: um, I'm going to stealth again. And I'm going to carefully, carefully, carefully peek in and, and try and perceive what was in there. Give me your perception.
1: 26. Excellent. You managed to like go all the way down. You very carefully po- like get a, like a mirror out and sort of do like you yeah. know try to get the angle. You see sure enough appears to be a jury-rigged laser blast trap. It appears like when the door was opened, it set off something to shoot this laser. The good news is the laser is now facing the floor. And it will not shoot again. It looks like it was a one-time thing. So
3: it's like a trap, and I, 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 I telepathically tell everyone that um, it, it appears that's a trap that it's disabled now. All right, good job. Um, how's Mo? He does not look too good. Yeah,
5: I need to. I need to take ten. There's no way I'm going into any encounter like
3: this. This is like close to death. All right, you rest up. I'm gonna go check it out, and
4: uh, I'd be actually name. willing to give you one of my healing serums if you need it
3: uh that would
5: probably be good so can we do that can we take 10 before we start going into combat because i mean it would be just fucking stupid to open that door up um because you know there's something gonna be in there i mean we're out of rooms on this
3: on this ship yeah no i'm gonna go into this room that was trapped where there's nothing oh okay but i'm like i
1: yeah, if you take ten, you'll get back all your stamina points, and you're down. You're down to five hit points. Okay. And what do you have a total of twenty? And I'll so have to go through you, some serums. Yeah, if you want to get back your hit points, but you'll get back all sixteen of your stamina points by just taking a ten.
3: So. Okay. So we're you're gonna, gonna take ten, um, Rusty and Tuttle. Do you want to, or someone want to come help yep. me in search in here?
2: Well, want to is an interesting question.
3: I go in. I, I check out the laser. What is that? Is that a, was that some kind of big, massive laser cannon thing? Or like a ship's laser or something? I mean, that was crazy damage.
1: It was completely jury-rigged, and it looks like it was just put together with, like, parts and batteries and so forth. It was one shot, but boy, did it do a lot of damage. It, it, wow. was, it was, like, it was bad. It looks like it was parts of a mining laser that was oh, kind gosh. of jury-rigged into this. So it it used up everything. It's not salvageable, but it did massive damage and the crit did not help. This Obviously is really quite
4: s- impressive work for improvised uh, weaponry.
1: Yeah. I mean it did 66 damage. I hope so. we I hope
4: we beat this person so whoever set this up so I could learn how to do this.
3: I hope it wasn't <laughs> a goblin. <laughs> that I hope. Uh, Do we know that
5: a goblin is, is that kind of like only, is that just like a race? Or is that like only a kind of scavenger type of uh, creature?
1: Life science. A goblin is blah, 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 blah. Life science, 26. You know tons on goblins. Well, goblins are, they, as you can imagine, are very much like goblins in another adventure path thing that we used to play they really have tattered gear they often will have makeshift engineering tools makeshift gear they do use something called junk lasers which are lasers that like to blow up in people's faces they have dog slicers and tattered flight suits they often are tinkerers and like to salvage ships and go around doing things like this so they're very similar to Pathfinder goblins. They basically fly around the galaxy looking for things to salvage and are always coming up with crazy schemes and are always trying to make things better. But in honesty, they usually just make them much, much worse. Yeah, they're big
3: <laughs> troublemakers. And they also yeah. love fire.
5: Yeah. All right. Chance um, of the fire. Can I, I get know? my stamina back before we?
1: Uh, yeah. Hold on. Let me. Because then I can do Mo some healing serums on me. Yeah, let me do Mo. while you guys give
4: me some. Yeah, Tut- Tuttle is secretly kind of impressed and wants to try to invent a similar thing so he can light Moe on fire at some point in the future. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> so you got all your stamina back. Okay, I'm going to do a healing serum. Sure. You can just roll. It's 1d8. You have five healing serums, by the way. So roll a d8. God! You got a one. Damn it! God damn it! God damn it! Yeah, it's
5: it's it happens. Fuck me! All right, how many? Are I, how, how many am I down now?
1: You have four left. So oh, I know three. serums, but life. I have out of you have. So your total is thirty six. Oh shit! You have yeah, I'll do stamina, and yeah, You have I'm twenty hit points. You're at twenty two
5: out of thirty six. Doing a second serum. R.N. and Jesus.
1: I'm taking your first roll. You got a two. You, you probably, probably want fuck, all those, man.
3: I fucking hate this. I fucking hate this. Uh, Our average on three dice is 13.5. Oh, Shut well, up. You got, um,
1: I only did you three, so you've healed three points. You've used two serums. Yeah, but they're cheap. They're cheap. You just have to buy tons yeah. of them.
3: That's what you have to do. All right. There oh, there you go. I think All right, you, you accidentally bought
4: the salt tablets instead of the uh, healing yeah. serums. You have Goblin. All right,
5: now Goblin you're in good nerd. shape. All right. All right, yeah, I'm done. You sound
1: so thrilled! All right, I'm, o- I'm opening um, up this Wait, door. wait, wait! No, 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 no! Let them continue because they were while you were resting oh, and applying okay, heels. Right. Let me finish up what they were doing. I'd like to think so- if
4: someone was a rig a trap, that it would actually be to guard something interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'm, ser- I'm searching
5: around. Right? We're also you're you're putting more thought into it than Mo has. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, sure enough, you find some more shards in here. Apparently, jump around um, like a goose. worth. So okay. 500 more credits. Nice. We're actually getting some good good credits here. Yeah, you actually are.
3: You also find some loots. Oh, what was that? Loots. Rusty, go go look at go look at the galley to the north. I think there's something.
2: No, no. I uh I smelled something similar to the way Tuttle does. Yes,
4: I sure yeah, do. It.
1: You actually do smell this one. It's cuz it's almost made for you. This I appears think it's to be burning loose. lizard
4: skin actually. <laughs>
1: It's cruise storage, and this is where personal mining and prospecting tools and others were supplied, hence where they were able to make that cherry rigged mining laser. You look around, and you find two Mark I serums of healing, which, what do you know? There you go. Great. You find nice. not one, not two, but three med patches in the storeroom.
5: Oh, okay. That's perfect for Hurley. Um, a med patch will no, give you a plus
1: the... ten on your roll when you are trying to heal your disease.
2: Oh, there we do go. That now. Be Here, honest? let me just
3: take all three of those. Do That's you pretty. have yeah. um, Do you have medicine on yourself? As a skill? Me?
2: I do not have med patches. Someone uh, has to no. apply it to you. Perhaps
4: you... I'll let you rent my medical skills. <laughs> that is <true. laughs> for a reasonable Interesting,
2: fee. huh? Yeah.
1: Uh, we should talk about that. I wonder if Hiroji has medical training. Yo, I'm trained,
5: actually.
4: I'm trained in medicine. Uh,
5: I, I'd
1: rather and I, go and with a I'm
4: actually science. pretty good take, at it. Take two honest. guns and call me in the morning?
3: <laughs> I, I think I'd
2: really rather go with an actual, you know, scientist. Nothing personal, Hiroji.
3: I was trained in field operations medicine. I'm pretty good at uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Sure, sure. I, uh... My teacher was quite skilled
2: do you want uh, the head of you, surgery or do you want the guy in the ambulance but, well
5: i think you want an atmosphere to actually apply that stuff before you actually get out of your suit you no my, can't my next
2: here. role is tomorrow not today
5: don't worry about it wasn't the uh what's the clock ticking on you i thought you only had a couple hours
2: uh, my memory is that uh, if you miss a roll two days in a row, it's like you, you go down different levels oh.
5: in the disease. Oh, okay. I thought it, I thought it was well, something sorry. like in you, a couple Every hours time you miss a roll, okay. you go
2: down one level. You will have to, to get make a better, save. I have to make two rolls.
5: All
3: right, Tuttle, why don't you take two of those, and I'll hold on to one as well.
4: That's fine. Unless, uh, uh, what bulk are they? They're probably like light bulk. Probably which like one? Which the are med like patches? Serums? Oh, light are Oh, I, I just put That's them on fine, my man.
2: sheet. Don't worry about this.
1: We can figure that out later. You find one other item in one of the lockers. Big this one. Grenade. No. Something quite interesting. A new car! It <laughs> appears to be a fusion seal. A fusion seal is one of those items you can put on your weapons to make it more powerful.
5: Ooh. Okay. Okay. How would that work? Like, what?
1: And now, I will explain this real quick. So, in Starfinder, the way it works, it works very differently than everything else. Basically, there's no pluses to hit. There's no minuses. There's no plus one weapons or anything like that. Those don't exist. There's these things called fusion seals. There's a whole rule set on how they work. You should read up on them. There's two types. You can either permanently put it on your weapon, or you can have a seal, which costs 10% more, and then you could actually move it from weapon to weapon however you want. Whoa. So you can actually, yeah, you can actually move them around. Now, there's some rules on how these work. So very powerful seals. They have, like, levels to them. So you can only put it on weapons within a certain range. So, for example, if you have a fusion seal that's, like, a level 5, it has to go on a level, it can't go on any, You can't go on, like, a level 6 weapon so there's this whole balancing act Got to it. it i won't get into it it's fairly complex what uh what level range is the seal this one is you look at it and who wants to look at it who who wants to figure what this sort of out? skill Do you want or the or like expert to come in there? there you know it doesn't say there's any skill and i'm gonna say
3: you just i don't know i don't know if you well, just know it i mean or... it's one of the things you can buy in the store
4: so we might all know what that yeah is. it might just be common knowledge i'm
1: gonna say they say common it says they're common so you got it yeah it's like looking Who at wants... a
4: socket wrench and knowing what it is or yeah uh so i would not know what one of those is
3: <laughs> in real life really yeah
2: i i'm an apartment dweller i don't fix things around the Oof. house
1: It is a Disruptive Fusion Seal, Level 5. A Disruption Fusion Seal allows a weapon, or sorry, it imbues a weapon with a powerful positive energy designed to disrupt magical forces that allow undead to exist. The weapon will ignore any DR and energy resistances of undead types. Only weapons that deal bludgeoning damage can benefit from that Fusion Seal. In addition, the weapon must be somewhere between Level 3 and and level five, so that's it. You can only use it on a level three, wow. four, or five weapon. I don't even it, think it's it it'd be some melee weapons. I can't. Even. Yeah, only melee weapons. Oh, uh-huh. Only blunt. On, only blunt,
3: though, right? Because think... only
1: weapons that do bludgeoning damage. So it's a very narrow range of what it can work on. And that... I,
3: your pistol, rusty does bludgeoning damage. Maybe.
5: Well, that's yeah. my hammer, but my hammer's too low. That is correct. I can't right. even apply for yeah, yeah, my right.
4: hammer. Your hammer's too So low. the green arrows, boxing glove arrow.
1: Right. Okay. It's cool, but it's one of these future items that you can use in the future. You can't really use it yet. Really specific. Well, it has a low. It's weird. Fusion seals have a minimum level and a maximum level. And if you look them up, you'll see what their levels are. And then the levels also equal how many fusion seals you can put on it. The system is a bit of a wonkiness, but it makes sense the more you think about it. So the minimum weapon for this, because it's a level three. So the minimum level for this is three. You can make it any maximum. You can go up to level 20. A level 20 seal is extremely expensive. This one is actually a level 5 seal. So, if you do the math, it only works on level 3, 4, or 5 weapons. Makes sense. That's, that's cool. It's, it's, like, it's a little weird. We'll get the hang of it. And then there's also math. Like, your, your weapon can only have as many seals as its level. So a level 5 weapon could have a level 3 and two level 1 seals. Mm-hmm. Or a level 3 and a level 2 seal.
3: That's cool. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Seal. It's very similar to how magic items in Pathfinder work.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's like there's a math to how many seals you can put on a weapon. And then they're not expensive. If you look at the chart, they're actually really cheap. So that, yeah. like a level 1 seal is 120 credits yeah definitely so, have to look into
0: that next, that's it that there's
1: selection. not a lot of good level one seals like you kind of want level four or five they run from like yeah, but our level like our weapons are
3: actually really crappy like we have the crappiest of the crappy yeah. level weapons that we'll ever have
1: good news is level three not that you're anywhere near level three the weapons go up a bit like every two levels is kind of i'm noticing where and the, where the, and, and and really the most highest down. level
3: you can have for weapon is one above your level or
1: no the you can have You can, you can, anyone can use anything. So you can use um, a level twenty weapon if you wanted to. You'll never find one. You can buy only in common areas. You can buy up to one level above your your uh, level. So, but on Absalon Station, you can find up to two. So you can find and buy anything that's level four Ah. or lower. But if you find a level five item, which you just did, you can use it. Right. Yeah. Well, if you find a level 6 weapon, you can use a level 6 weapon. However, the system is kind of designed so if you try that, you'll probably fail. It's kind of interesting. It's the way they made it is like you can't you can't really use those weapons.
3: Well, what I noticed about the uh the system, the weapons to buy, um is that they they move around from category to category. So like the level 1 weapons there's there's a laser pistol and there's the pistol the, the rusty pistol. And then level 2 is is goes into the cold weapon. And then level 3 goes into the electric weapon. And level 4 goes back to the laser weapon.
1: Yeah, it's like every like. there's a level, there's always a weapon like a level 1, a level 6, a level 11, like level 16. So there's like four levels of weapons some have a lot more like the grenades have like nine or ten levels of weapons but there's a step to them and there's a pattern to the weapon so like the best
3: weapon now would be some other category of gun some some other thing which yeah
5: yeah i'm looking at the bludgeoning weapons i can't even find anything that's not level one so i either we find something or there's a way to
3: increase a weapons level? I, I, it does is it? Does this thing even go on a melee weapon? Though it seems odd. Only bludgeoning weapons. It only works on blood. So that's 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 not that's melee. But that's no. That's not necessarily just melee.
5: Blunt? No, bad. you're. It, there's blast. There's blaster. Blunt? No. Well, I did a yeah, last uh, different. Yeah, it's yeah, different. It's, There's not a lot totally of yeah. I mean,
4: theoretically. You could have a like the concept of like rubber bullets, where you could have like a ranged In weapon. Pathfinder guns, that would be, blunt, but it's kind of weird I think, Pathfinder
3: uh, the gunslinger weapon. The bullets out of that count as both piercing and bludgeoning. <laughs> they count as both.
1: Oh, so by the way, when you remove a fusion seal and transfer it, it only takes one minute, and anyone can do it. But it takes 24 hours for the seal to sort of take place. But sex. you can just so yeah, have effects so you can just take it off, but then you can't like you can't move in between weapons in the middle of a dungeon crawl. You have to wait 24 hours. But if you buy one of these again, this game is designed so you can carry around 10 weapons, you know, and just move your seals left and right. So you're not stuck with the plus one weapon and then that's all you got forever. So it's it's a, it's a good system. You can even put them on grenades and ammunition, but they get destroyed. Yeah. All right. Well. All right, uh, when are we playing again? Yeah, yeah that's uh, pretty good. Nah, you guys are doing well. You guys are doing well. I was actually worried these things would, like, tear the crap out of you and poison you to death because <laughs> people have issues well, with them. Well, one of us. Well, one <laughs> yeah, of I
5: have a huge uh, fortitude uh, yeah, I against us. Plus, I was growing well, yeah. And we have a but robot, in our party is huge. Yes.
2: That's huge. And I will
1: oh. say it's fascinating. The robot's a big help, but, I mean, you took, you have 36. I mean, that's pretty impressive. You took 27 points of damage at level 2, and you're still standing. I think that would have yeah. killed
4: anybody else in the group. Oh, outright. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: Well, the good news is you have resolve points, so you wouldn't have uh, completely died. You just would have gone down. It wouldn't have totally killed you. just yeah. would have sucked. Yeah, I'm just okay. looking at the.
3: The only things that count as uh, bludgeoning is kinetic weapons, so... Um, probably, I mean, that's mostly like, like, uh, batons or clubs or things like that. But I think it might yeah. actually count for, cause like a gyrojet
5: jets. Yeah. But that you, we're not going to get gyro jets at this level. No, no, no. But I mean, there's
3: something, there's gotta be some ranged weapon.
5: Cause I'm point. looking at everything. I'm thinking there's a way to raise an items level.
3: Oh no. There's because... plenty of other item levels that are high.
5: No, 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 no. What I'm saying, I'm talking for bludgeoning. I'm literally on the Starfinder's weapons page, which is like a huge, long one web page. I'm doing the search for bludgeon, and uh, B in parentheses, and it's all level one stuff, uh, unless okay, I'm okay. Here's a level seven
1: by the carbon way, uh, steel. Fusions are magic too, by the way, which is that's cool. cool.
3: You should go into the actual book because here's like a two-handed weapon. It's this seventh-level steel carbon staff that is a one d eight bludgeoning weapon.
4: Here's a quick question on fusions. There's you lots. said it takes 24 uh, hours to take effect. Can you still use the weapon during that 24 hours? Yes. Okay, so...
1: Yes. The fusion doesn't function until the seal's While the glue the is drying,
4: 20... you can still use exactly. it. Okay.
1: Yeah, and these are removable. You can make seals on weapons, but to get a fusion seal that's movable, it's 110%. It's, um, it's equal to 110% of the price of the fusion seal. So it's actually much more expensive to make them like movable, is which it, is what. The is that nice a
5: plus point. one to hit or plus one damage? What are you talking about? The fusion is it plus one to hit or plus one damage?
1: No, it doesn't. It just doesn't do anything. It just makes you. It allows you to hit undead creatures. There's no plus ones. Plus ones are gone. Oh, that doesn't exist. I thought you said, in Starfinder. Oh, oh,
3: oh. oh okay. That's
1: totally gone. No, they do things like they do things. It overcomes all damage reduction on undead and it counts as magic, and what else does it do? Oh, I thought it was a plus one. Oh, okay. How much is it it sell for? (laughs)
3: uh, um, A lot, I bet.
1: Well, I have to look up the math. It's 720, but 10% of that, so it would be like... Oh, (laughs) that's it? Yeah, that's right. It's like 75. That's right.
5: It's never worth it to sell something. That's right. Okay. okay so well, the only that's thing we've I'm got seeing at with
3: bludgeoning is you're right. It is all there's all sorts of different melee weapons, and there is one pistol, there's one uh, projectile that's a gyrojet, and that's very high level.
5: Yeah. That's the there's- only
3: bludgeoning weapon. That's, That's why I say
5: we have to either find something that... Or, or there's a way to raise the level of a no. weapon.
3: No, no, there's plenty of weapons that are higher level that are melee. Plenty. There's no, tons.
5: I'm talking... It has to be between three and five if we're going to use
3: it. All right, so I will find you a level three and five weapon right now.
5: That's bludgeoning.
3: Yep, there's plenty. Okay. I mean, not plenty, but they do exist. It's yeah. Like a... Okay, hold on. Okay, swoop... Tactical swoop hammer... Level 5, 1d10 bludgeoning, knockdown. Uh, 1d10, knockdown, okay. That's a tactical swoop hammer costs 3,360. Uh, all right, let's find something cheap. cheaper. Yeah, that's...
1: I believe it's 3 to 5. It might be 5 or higher, which actually makes a little bit more sense, but everything I'm reading says that's not correct. So, because everything I read online said it's a range... So I'm just gonna triple check all this because yeah, three you levels know. is not a big well, range. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's, kinda it's kind of weird the way funny. they did that. Well, I mean, I it know, is that's though why I... because
3: I mean, you'll probably like if I had a third level three weapon, I might use that for like two to three real levels, and that's a lot of time.
5: Well, yeah, and that and that makes sense, but I mean, uh, for only an app, it's only applicable to undead. And it's only for bludgeoning, which is really restrictive. I mean, that's that's I, those I are two extremely restrictive. With that
3: because they had like you know mace of disruption in D anD D, and it's a it's a melee weapon that a cleric uses to kill undead. Like yeah. it's a blunt weapon, so I can see that's probably where they're going with that. Um, there are. It is odd that it's really it is mostly just melee, though. I mean, there are. Like I'm yeah. trying to find a, a melee weapon that is bludgeoning that's within that range, and so far I found that swoop hammer, and that was it. Yeah. And then all, there's level one stuff.
5: I mean, we can't even find uh, swoop hammer. We can't even buy at high enough level. So yeah.
4: honestly, metagaming a little. This almost seems like seems like something to introduce the concept, but it's not actually all that useful in and of itself. Yeah. Particular seal.
5: I just if they're if they're writing the, the module. And they put something like that in there. It seems to me like the key for defeating, you know, a, you be- better. a bad, into bad, bad bad, 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 bad later on, you know? You know?
3: yeah well, i mean it's actually very very useful as you get more powerful and have more money and resources because you know you may be like all right we're going to the undead world now so maybe we should load up with that just well yeah know. and you have 24 hours and you just keep swapping things in and out which is nice yeah. like a magical weapon in D, you can't do that like you have to actually have lots of different weapons lying around
5: yeah but that level range restricts that's a that's a big restriction
3: I, 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 it's weird though because I'm, you're right, there's minimal amounts of weapons that fall within that range that are also bludgeoning.
1: Yeah, they basically, I'm looking here, someone wrote about it and said the only weapon that you can benefit from the fusion seal is a, swoop, is a tactical swoop, 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 hammer. swoop yeah, hammer.
3: That's the only one I found.
1: <laughs> or <laughs> possibly a soldier with the armor storm fighting style using the hammer fist technique. So, wow. yeah, this might be a mistake. Actually, I'm curious. Let me say, hold on, I'm going to keep looking. Hold, please, I'll keep looking. Could be a just here something that's cool that you can use, which they do. So I mean, that's not unheard of. Yeah, tactical
3: swoop hammer. That's it, and uh, that's literally it. Yeah, you're right. That's that's the only weapon.
5: And it does basically. Oh, dude. I mean, tackle Soup Hammer is nice, but it's not. Also... I, I have one that's basically exactly like. It doesn't have knockdown on the, my assault hammer. You know, does one. Oh, to no, ten. but it has
3: reach, though, which is really nice. That means you can attack things two squares away from you. And if they move close to you, you could probably get attacks of opportunity. But that is it. And there's no ranged weapons, except for. You know, there's literally no low level, blunt range weapons.
1: So there are some mistakes in this book because this book was the very first one made and they literally wrote it before the rules were set. Like, for example, some of the monsters have abilities that don't exist. Unbelievable, yeah, <laughs> totally. So, oh, yeah, I mean, they, you know, they wrote this way before the rules were finalized. So they're wondering if this was one other thing. And I look, I do it as rules is written. That's what it says you guys got. If it sucks, it sucks. You sell it, you get some money. That's fine. I think it might even be worth more. I think it's worth 110%. So you might even be worth a little bit. Nothing great. But the other thing is, some people think it might be a different type, so I'm going to ask. I'm going to see what they say, so. Hey everyone, it's Steve again. So how about that episode? And poor Moe, he almost died, and I rolled that right in front of them. And let me tell you, if that was anyone else, they would have been dead. They would have been dead, dead, dead. just goes to show you that Starfinder is not fooling around when it comes to weapon damage. That is one big difference we're seeing with Starfinder is because there's not as many attacks the damage is really quite serious and you got to take it a lot more seriously than in Pathfinder or Dungeons and Dragons where you can get hit lots of times here you can get hit or critted and it is nasty and in this case it would have killed anyone else if you noticed I also kept in some of our talk after the show just to show you like what we talk about and how we discuss how the loot works because some people said they really enjoy that they like to hear us when we're discussing loot and discussing how we're equipping our characters and things like that so i kept in some of that discussion and remember last week i said that this module has some issues with it because it's the very first one here's a perfect example they included this thing called the weapon fusion which is how you basically make your weapons better Plus one, plus two, and all those things, those do not exist in Starfinder like other systems. Instead, they have these things called weapon fusions, which actually just add special abilities to all of your weapons. And the cool thing about them is that you could take them off your weapons and put them on other weapons and so forth. There's things for armor as well. The problem with this weapon fusion is they designed it in such a way that it works for exactly one weapon in the entire universe, and that's it. So, not exactly sure what they were thinking about that, and it seems to be an issue. I believe after the first adventure, Adventures 2, 3, and so forth really smoothed themselves out. It's just one of those quirks of running the very first adventure ever on Starfinder, that you're going to have a few things that are a little wacky. So this week, I wanted to discuss the role of choice, both as a player and as a GM. And if you notice this week, when they were discussing the crate, I didn't say anything for quite a while. I just wanted to hear what they were going to say because I really didn't want to make this discussion go in any one direction because there was no right or wrong answer. Now one thing that you have to be very careful of when you're a GM is that you are the narrator of the story. If you think about a role playing game, everyone has a role. The players have their roles and they're part of the story, but the GM plays the role of the narrator and they really can't control the story in such a strong way that if I wanted to, I could have very easily have changed the outcome of that discussion. I could have said something like, Oh, the crate is already open. Or something happened to the crate, like one of the space dogs accidentally knocked off the lock, and now it's open. Or it's short-circuited, and now it's open. And now suddenly, it goes from a discussion to, Oh, it's already open? Well, let's just pop it open. Or I could have just said, oh, it's locked shut, and there's multiple alarms and traps, and if you so much as touch it, it's going to go off. Well, in that case, they were going to leave it alone. So I just explained to them, this is the crate. It looks like it can be opened. You don't know exactly whether you should or shouldn't. You guys decide. And then they did the rest. But as narrator, you have to be very, very careful. Because if you so much as say one thing right or one thing wrong or one thing a certain way, that the PCs will pick up on that and think that that's the way they should go. And I actually am a little careful with what I say, and I actually cut out a lot of these pauses, but I actually have pauses before I often GM, because I want to think what I'm going to say carefully through. Because if you say so much is the wrong thing, that can make the adventure go in really crazy ways. And there's this old joke that PCs have no choice. That really, in the end, the PCs are just doing whatever the GM wants. And that is really 100% true. Because as the GM, I really can control the narrative. I can say anything I want. I can make them go in any direction I really want. And you can either do this with a light touch or you can do this with a heavy touch. And you'll hear a lot of people who don't like their GMs or have bad experience with D&D or Pathfinder or Starfinder or role-playing games in general is because they had a bad GM who was railroading them and making them do what they wanted. And that's really bad. you got to be very, very careful of this. So really, it's the GM's role to guide and tell the story as the leader and to sort of follow the lead of the PCs while gently nudging them in the general narrative of the story. And perhaps the best example of this I've ever seen is the play Into the Woods. Now, not the movie. The movie's very good, but it doesn't really get across what I'm about to explain. Make sure you find the play. It's probably on YouTube somewhere. Watch the play if you you haven't seen it already. I'm going to give a little bit of a spoiler here. But Into the Woods starts off, there's two parts. There's the first part and the second part. The first part of the play is this traditional fairy tale story. There's a character actually in the play called the narrator. And the narrator is controlling the story. And it has very standard fairy tale characters. And they go through what you would expect when you see in a fairy tale. What's fascinating is the narrator is controlling the story. And when things good happen, the narrator says, and then it happens. Or if something bad happens, the narrator says, and then it happens. And that's the first part of the story. And then it ends happily ever after. The second act picks up with, well, what happens after happily ever after in the second part? And what's fascinating is that the characters realize that they're being controlled by the narrator. And they don't like that the narrator doesn't have any skin in the story. And in fact, he's controlling their destinies so the narrator actually gets killed by the characters the narrator actually dies in the beginning of the second act and then because there's no narrator the story goes in all these crazy directions because now the characters can do anything they want and it gets really nuts and i love plays that do this i love stories that are deconstructed and this deconstructs a lot of things. It deconstructs the whole narrative structure and control. And I can get into this. I can, I can do an entire podcast just on this one subject. But the whole point is, is that without a narrator, suddenly the characters can do anything they want, and they're broken out of this traditional fairy tale, and they go and do really crazy things, and go in directions, and develop in ways you just don't expect and they cross over with each other, and certain characters hook up with other characters, and good guys become bad guys, and so forth. And because there's no narrator to control this chaos, that is what occurs. I often think about that when I'm doing the story, is that I'm that narrator. And you have to be very careful, because as the power of the narrator, you control the story. And if you are not careful, your PCs will rebel and kill you in the sense that they will leave your game, or they'll get into a big fight with you, or they'll get so angry that they just don't want to play with you anymore. That is the same thing as killing the narrator. So really, it's collaborative storytelling. That's what this really is, and everyone has to work together. I know I'm kind of putting this from the point of the GM, but the players also have to do this. The players have to respect the GM and what the story they're telling and try not to break it. From the PC point of view, I I can say, Don't go into the forest when you know for a fact that the GM has nothing to do with that forest. There's nothing in there. They didn't prepare anything. If there's a town in front of you and a forest behind you, don't go into the forest. Go to the town, okay? You're going to have a better time if you go into there. He's prepared a lot of story. He's prepared adventures. Go to that part. If you want to break it, fine. But there's no responsibility on the GM's part if you have a bad time, because that was not a prepared part of the story. Anyhow, I just wanted to go through that whole subject, and I can talk about this more. But one thing I would recommend, if you want to get a book on this, it's going to sound really strange, but there's a great book called Understanding Comics by Scott McCloud. It sounds like, what the heck am I talking about? But it discusses narrative structure and storytelling. It's using a graphic medium, but it definitely adheres to role-playing games. And you can learn a lot in general just by reading this book. It's a fun book. It's awesome. It really kind of changed my whole life once I read it. I've read it dozens of times. I like to pick it up and reread it every so often. It's actually quite famous, this book. Once again, it's called Understanding Comics by Scott McCloud. And it'll probably blow your mind if you haven't read it already it's pretty cheap you can get it anywhere so the moral of this story is gms have a very light touch definitely push your pcs into the direction of your narrative but let them play their characters let them make the decisions they want to make and then you can change the story as you need to don't force them into any direction there's no point in doing that unless it's really really important and key to the story and even then, there's ways to do it that the PCs don't even know it's occurring. And PCs, don't break the game. Don't break the game for the sake of breaking it. Don't make your GM try to make stuff up on the fly that doesn't always work so well, especially if your GM is not really good at it. I'd say 95% of all GMs are terrible in making stuff up on the fly. So be very respectful, especially if you're playing a pre-made adventure Don't break it just to see what happens because you're probably going to have a bad time and then the game is probably going to dissolve. Everyone is in the game together and everyone has to agree to play together. You're all telling a story and everyone has their own point of view and you don't want to mess up anyone else's point of view. So once again, I hope everyone had a really good holiday. I believe this is the last episode of 2007. We're going to see you guys next year with lots more Roll for Combat. As for contests, we still have the contest where you can submit to us any of your new taglines at the end of the show. We have a few so far, but please submit some more. We're going to give out some free t-shirts, and we'll record the taglines and add them to the show if we choose them. In addition, we also have a Skidamander contest where we have a Skidamander that we want you to name. All these entries, you can just write us at contact at rollforcombat.com. Just give us either your endings or your Skidamander name and we'll put you into the drawing. Also, please, please, please review us on iTunes and Facebook and Stitcher and anywhere else. Follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, follow us on iTunes or any other podcaster that you're using. And definitely give us any feedback or questions you have. We will answer them on the show. Other than that, I guess I will see you guys later.
0: Listening to Roll for Combat! Until next week, always remember that you're not the first person to yell Free Bird at the Bard.